The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Too often we rely solely or primarily on conventional medicine to treat symptoms and disease. But these can mask the problems, so we never get to the root cause of the disease. There are better choices. Welcome to Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does play an important role in effective treatment, but even more important are the daily lifestyle, food, and spiritual choices we make. Now, here is Sandra Guy Malhotra. Welcome everyone to Generation Regeneration. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host. Thank you for joining me, whether it be live or on demand. Our goal with the show is to provide information and support for those who want to take ownership of their health and engage in a lifestyle that regenerates their body, mind, and spirit. And today, leading integrative medicine expert and author, Dr. Jim Roach is joining us. Dr. Jim has been referred to as America's healer and is also a speaker, consultant, international medical educator, researcher, and widely sought clinician with patients from across the country. Jack Canfield, author of New York Times bestseller, Chicken Soup for the Soul, said to Dr. Roach, you are one of the most encyclopedic minds I have ever met. I literally can't talk highly enough about how much I think you are doing really good stuff in the world. That's high praise. And specializing in nutritional, botanical, and integrative holistic medicine, he hosts and is chief presenter for a nationally attended Practitioner Integrative Holistic Conference. Dr. Roach is also associate professor for the University of Kentucky College of Medicine and is chairperson for the Kentucky Lung Cancer Research Board and a trustee of Midway University. And his most recent accomplishment is the publishing of book God's House Calls, Finding God Through My Patients, which is available on Amazon.com. And we will discuss this book during the upcoming segments. Dr. Jim, welcome to the show. I am so thrilled and honored that you're here. Oh, it's very definitely my honor, Sandra, to be on the show. Nothing I love more than doing exactly this. Thank you very much. Now, let's get started. There's a lot to discuss. So let's dive into your evolution as a physician. You practiced using the Western allopathic model for about 20 years. And this emphasizes pharmaceuticals and surgeries for illness as opposed to preventative lifestyles. Then about 15 years ago, you made a change and are now a leading voice in the integrative or functional medicine movement. What was the catalyst for this change? Well, you know, for 20 years, I tried to get patients on more and more medicines to get them better. In the last 15, I've been trying to pull them off as fast as I could. And the catalyst, I think, was when I approached 50 years old, I wanted to see how long and how well I could live. And I've literally attended 35 national conferences not associated with pharmaceutical companies. And outside my clinical practice, I've studied 10,000 hours, you know, in front of the computer. That's how I spend my weekends and free time is reviewing research. And you learn true causes for conditions, and you learn true solutions, and that's just totally transformed how I do things now. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I know I featured a functional MD named Dr. Ken Charlotte, who practices in Missouri, a couple of weeks ago on the March 17th show, and he also transitioned from conventional to functional medicine after a similar existential crisis where he realized that with the conventional treatments, his patients were getting sicker instead of better. So it seems like this is a common theme with physicians, actually. Now, Dr. Jim, you practice at the Midway Center for Integrative Medicine in Midway, Kentucky. How does your team there approach practicing this real health care that you just talked about? What do you do differently than you did as a conventional allopathic practitioner? Well, for one thing, I hired a naturopath to give nutritional and digestive counseling to every patient that comes in the door because nutrition, as you know, and digestion is huge. You know, so many, we all have food sensitivity issues, and that's almost half of chronic disorders is simply 
food sensitivity issues. So addressing those at the initial visit is so important. Uh, we also look at genetics. We encourage all of our patients to do 23andMe.com followed by geneticgenie.org and then say livewello.com to find out, you know, what are your methylation gene mutations? What are your detoxification gene mutations? And you can address those specifically. You know, each mutation programs for a specific enzyme, and there's always a nutrient that can help that enzyme function better. So this is the future, really. In 15 to 20 years, every office will be offering that. We also do hormonal testing, uh, as indicated, because I find that 80% of our patients have too much estrogen and not enough testosterone. And estrogen, think of PMS symptoms, anxiety, panic, obsessiveness. And when you don't have testosterone, testosterone gives courage, confidence. Estrogen promotes autoimmune activity, and we all have that. And testosterone dampens autoimmune activity. So getting those hormones balanced, along with support for progesterone the second half of the menstrual cycle. We also look at heavy metals, mercury, lead, uh, arsenic, uh, aluminum in the brain. And then we also, uh, as far as treatment and management, I use botanicals uh, a lot. I trained under the top botanical medicine expert in the country, Donald Yance, and that's my favorite mode to treat. But we use other things, vitamins, minerals, amino acids as well. Fascinating. So do you also spend more time with your patients, just discussing yeah. with them and understanding their history as you did previously? Well, you know, in 2003, I kind of had a business crisis. I was working more than 55 hours a week, and my income hit bottom. So I had to come up with a new business model. But that's totally transformed how things go because now, you know, my income hit uh, nearly tenfold what it was back in 2003 by switching my business model. And I spend much longer with patients. You know, I can spend up to an hour on the initial visit and always 30 minutes on follow-up visits. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I've heard that from other integrative and functional practitioners as well, that instead of the 7 to 15 minutes that may be standard, it's an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Really getting to know the individual person and their idiosyncrasies and how you can treat them in the best way for their particular situation. Right. So, and, and it's very interesting that you point out that you're even more successful this way. <laughs> oh, oh, by far. You know, I could not ethically go back to the way I practiced 15 years ago. I would yeah. quit medicine rather than going back to the way I did things before. Yes, I, I think from talking to various MDs that many are going through that crisis and fortunately finding integrative and functional medicine, because I could imagine that if you went into medicine because you wanted to be a healer, that it would be excruciating to watch your patients actually get sicker. It would be very, very frustrating. But there's the culture of fear. Doctors are so fearful that if they do anything differently that they'll get sued. And they ha- they're in a spiritual vacuum, uh, yeah. Sandra, because they don't have confidence in, what, in their own intuition and in their own knowledge. They feel like they have to follow these uh, pharmaceutical company-promoted guidelines in terms of how to manage patients. So they've got to break out of that cycle. And that's what I offer uh, with the conference uh, that I have for practitioners. That's right. Yeah, And we will get into that as well so that you can talk about that conference. But it's interesting that you brought up the fear aspect because that seems to permeate the conventional practice in terms of the way that the doctor's practice is fearful of lawsuits. Uh, Also, patients are very fearful of whatever diagnosis they may get and aren't very supported. So it seems that in practicing the way you are now, you've broken out as well of that fear-based model. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's based on more positivity and support and a holistic approach. Yes, yes, right. And, you know, my patients really taught me that in terms of the spirituality, and we'll get into that in a minute. But, you know, I really credit my patients with a lot of that transformation. Yes. And you had mentioned just previously that you help folks with nutrition and with hormones. What other conditions do you tend to treat most and what are your success rates? Well, we have uh, an immense amount of success with gastrointestinal disorders, you know, through food sensitivity testing, through uh, looking at stool analysis, through DNA uh, assessment. 
and through using you know, nutritional approaches like marshmallow root and probiotic and uh, in certain situations glutamine. There's so many things. You've got to heal up that intestinal tract before you can achieve anything because we've all got issues with increased permeability and that allows proteins to cross the trigger uh, antibodies that lead to inflammation. Also, uh, toxins are able to escape the intestinal tract and they go to the brain and they go to the nerves. So we've got to seal up that intestinal lining and then we've got to get those toxins back out so detoxification through you know through fasting through sweating uh, and through use of herbs like milk thistle for example helps get back in balance uh, our patients you know i deal with autoimmune issues a great deal that's tied in with high estrogen low testosterone all of those patients have those issues so getting that balance for example you know, passion flower at bedtime helps block testosterone conversion to estrogen, so that's going to help zinc blocks testosterone to estrogen and keeps it from shining over to dihydrotestosterone. We deal also with chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia a great deal, and at least half of our patients with that diagnosis have Lyme issues. You know, if you have sensitivity to light, sensitivity to noise, difficulty focusing the eyes that fluctuates, you have tremors, if you have twitches, that's Lyme until proven otherwise. And we look at non-antibiotic approaches in addressing that. Interesting. And I like how you're relying a lot on natural approaches because those don't have side effects, right? That's that's right. (laughs) You know, I've I've learned the hard way. I've been dealing with Lyme for over four years, and I've given, you know, three different antibiotics. and, And while they're on the antibiotic, they usually feel better. But as soon as you stop in a week or so, they're back to where they began except they're not because they wiped out. It's like a tsunami as far as their gastrointestinal. Their gut uh, is messed up, uh, yes. Flora, yeah, all their bacteria have been killed off in the process. Yes, yeah, and I appreciate how you're emphasizing gut health. Uh, I've talked about this with other guests as well, and it is just the critical foundation for health because it affects so many other systems in the body. And so looking into that first, if you have any health issues, is a very good idea. And, for example, with children with, with brain issues, you know, all of those children have severe food sensitivity issues. So they're overloaded with toxins because of that. And the difference between autism and ADHD in a normal kid is how well they detoxify because the autistic kids can't detoxify. But if you look at your genes, you can figure out where to augment that so that they can get back to approaching normal health. Good points. Good points. Well, thank you for talking to us about your practice and how you're doing things differently and very successfully. And that actually brings us to our first break. Thanks again for joining us. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra. And we're talking to leading integrative medicine expert and author, Dr. Jim Roach. And in the next segment, we're going to discuss the genesis of his book, God's House Calls, which is available on Amazon.com. Stay tuned for more great stuff with our very special guest. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. A new health and wellness community is coming in 2015 called WholeTreatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. 
Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. And welcome back. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and today we're talking to leading integrative medicine expert and author, Dr. Jim Roach. And prior to the break, we discussed Dr. Jim's transition from a conventional allopathic physician to an integrative one and how he treats patients more holistically now and with great success. One important thing that integrative physicians bring to the table is an understanding of the importance of emotional and spiritual health and support. So, Dr. Jim, how do you incorporate emotional support, positivity, and spiritual connectedness into your healing practice? The number two question that I ask patients is, you know, what is your life vision and what is your what, what is your passion? What are the things you love to do? And in answering that question, you can learn so much about that individual. And, you know, some individuals just look at you perplexed saying, oh, what do you mean? What are you asking? <laughs> Others say, you know, my family and God are what's important in my life. And when they answer that way, then I can explore that further because, and half the time, those individuals have had spiritual experiences. But, you know, we all, yeah, we all worry too much, and part of that is hormonal, this excess estrogen that we have because we eat processed foods, because we don't get enough physical activity, and because there are xenoestrogens like BPA and plastic, and because we have genes like COMT and CYP1B1, all those things cause our estrogen levels to be higher than they should be, and that leads to anxiety, panic, obsessiveness, phobias, and so forth. So it's key to to address that, and, and spirituality is an important aspect of that, to understand that you know, what my patients are teaching me is that there's not really any reason uh, to worry, and that there's not a reason, you know, if you're making the world a better place, there's not a reason to fear death. Um, and, you know, sometimes I will, you know, uh, quote scripture or other, you know, depending on their background and, and religion or, or just spirituality, uh, to discuss that. Um, for example, I might say, and do you feel like you're treating your body like a temple? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so sometimes that hits home better than when it's, you know, just me saying you should be doing this. Right. Yeah, I love that you're having these conversations with your patients. And you just hinted at the answer to my next question, which is, how did your book, God's House Calls, come to be? It sounds like it was from decades of conversations with your patients and learning about their spiritual experiences. Well, I'd like to say decades, but actually it's just been maybe three <laughs> years or so. Oh, wow. But, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm 63, sometimes it takes us longer to see the whole life. <laughs> but uh, I had a patient come in, uh, Marianne. She'd been in a motor vehicle accident, and she was in that spiritual near-death state where she was feeling the all-encompassing love and peace, and she saw the light, and she said, you know, she felt she was in the presence of God, and ever since then, she wasn't afraid of death, and I thought, what do you mean? Everyone's afraid of death. Here I've been training valiantly and accruing clinical experience so that I could keep people from death, and here you don't care whether you stay alive or not because you're not worried about what happens. And as I reflected on that, then I thought, well, wouldn't it be nice if I didn't worry about death, uh, if I didn't have fear? And then as I thought about it further, I thought, what if I could teach my patients they didn't need to worry about death? anything that they didn't need to worry about death. And so I had another uh, patient come in, and he was alcoholic. He had a lot of regrets, and but he had a near-death experience, and he didn't give details, but whatever it was, it shook him up. Hmm. And he stopped drinking right on uh, the spot, and then the next two years he did everything he could to make amends. Two kids he abandoned, he set up trust funds. 
And then two years later, he had another spiritual near-death experience, but this time it was blissful. Mm. And I thought, maybe it matters how we live our lives. You know, maybe it's important whether we're making the world a better place. And so as I pursued that further, I learned more and more. Patients opened up and, and just a magnificent door uh, opened to create a whole new universe for me. Interesting. And you had mentioned that your book does cover the near-death experience that you just talked about, in addition to other out-of-body type experiences. And I know that many scientifically trained folks may be skeptical of these phenomena because they want to see evidence or a robust scientific explanation about them. And I know that you've given lectures on how quantum field theory explains these experiences. Can you summarize your thoughts on this topic for the left brain crowd? Well, first of all, they better wake up because guess what? It's happening uh, all the time. Virtually every week I talk with someone who's been out of body, and they may not have told anyone else. You know, they don't tell their spouse. They don't want to be ridiculed. They don't want to be sent to the psychiatrist or mental institution. So they don't share it. But, you know, they've had these experiences. And how it's possible is understanding what Einstein had to teach. E equals MC squared, which means we look at each other. We see solid mass. But in reality, we're just energy. Energy. Really just an energy field. And the distance between electrons is a vast difference, distance compared to how big the electrons are. So really, we're 99.99% space. We're yes. just a lot of hot air. It's kind of like a cloud. You know, and a cloud can separate into two clouds, and then later it can reemerge into one cloud. So really, our spiritual energy field can separate from the physical energy field, and then it can reconnect. And the times that those happen uh, can be during sexual assault, can be during, during childbirth, during surgery. Or I had one fellow, when he won the Kentucky Derby, he was in the winter circle, and whoop, all of a sudden, he was <laughs> way above looking down. And, wow. you know, Einstein also identified this idea that he called spooky behavior, that when a particle divides into two, and it can be on the other side of the universe, and anything that impacts one of those parts of the particle immediately impacts the other, even though it's on the other side of the universe. So there's instant uh, communication across the universe. And so once you understand that, once you understand vibrations, that the, you know, the higher the vibration, the more energy and, and the more healing ability and the lower the vibration you know, tied in with hate and other negative emotions, um, you know, that really matters in a big way. That's right. That's, that was a really great explanation. And I appreciate what you mentioned just now about the vibration, because if we all are energy, then there's a vibration associated with that energy. And I try to feature energy and angel healers on GenR because I think what they provide is a powerful form of medicine because they are using that phenomenon exactly. Do you agree? Yeah. And in fact, you know, I, I think energy healing may end up being the ultimate form of treatment. And when I fail in terms of my approaches, then I look at energy and spiritual healing as the, the mechanism to go to next because you know, that mechanism can always work uh, to heal when everything else fails. Uh, there's always, you know, God always has that, offers that option. And, you know, for example, with cancer patients, I'll tell them, you know, one of three things has happened here. One is you're precocious. You know, if, if you're dying early from cancer, that means you're graduating early because you've achieved your mission in life. Or maybe it's a, a wake-up call. Listen, you've done things wrong, and you need to shape up and go back and do things. And this is an opportunity to reassess your life. Or maybe it's, you know, God, I need a little bit more time because I've got my grandchildren I need to take care of. They're in a potentially abusive situation I've got to look after. So you have to work with me to extend my life to allow that to happen. Uh, so uh, that's how I really use that to, to help with healing. But but I've met some uh, some spiritual healers that I've been uh, just truly well. Someone, for example, who had end stage HIV with cryptococcal meningitis, and a spiritual prayer he healer who's eighty years old was the one who reversed all of that. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's it's very powerful medicine. Um, just figuring out perhaps what need, may need to be learned, like you said, from cancer or another chronic disease. And once that is learned, you may be able to move through it. Uh, it's 
powerful stuff and, and a form of healing that I've been getting into personally, and it's really changing my life. And the other thing that you mentioned about the quantum field theory is the notion of interconnectedness of all things, because that also has powerful implications. This means that none of us are separate islands in this life. We're all interconnected to every other living thing. And that means people, animals, plants, the planet. So exhibiting violence towards others, treating the planet without reverence and like a trash pit, and treating animals like things to be dominated and abused for profit, these things don't occur in isolation. They come back and haunt us, right? Absolutely. You know, everything that we do, in fact, every thought that we have has reverberations around the world and really around the universe. And so it's very important not only to be very careful about our actions and about our words, but to be very careful about our thoughts as well, to constantly keep our thought uh, in the right focus. And so you can't always... um, prevent a bird from flying overhead, but you can keep it from setting up a nest and you're here. I heard once. I thought that was a good expression. So, you know, occasionally a thought can come along, but but you can let that thought just move right on along and, and uh, move forward with that. Uh, and then once you realize that, you know, that the, these positive thoughts and connecting in spiritually strengthens you and has a momentum to it so that your life becomes more and more potent, powerful in terms of what you can accomplish to help uh, make the world a better place, and, and yeah, we're yeah. I grew up raising chickens, and how we treat chickens and other uh, animals is so important. So I'm I'm glad that measures are being taken to, and, and but yeah, it affects us. It rebounds. You know that's right. physics. You know, for every action, there's a reaction, and that's the right. other term for that is karma. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yes, and so being aware of what is going on around you, uh, especially with the food supply, because it's millions of animals that are involved in the food supply. And I'm just going to go off on a brief tangent here. Um, Just the factory farming system is very abusive to millions of animals. And like you say, that energy reverberates and it does affect us. Um, You may not realize it, but on a certain level, it absolutely does. So to spiritually evolve as a race, we do have to appreciate our energetic essence and interconnectedness more fully. Is that right? Absolutely. And and I think, uh, Sandra, we're in a time of spiritual transformation. Uh, You know, it's definitely my sense that over the last 10 to 15 years that you know, we're hearing a, a lot more about near-death experiences, for example. We're hearing a lot more about people being awakened spiritually with, um, you know, premonitions, intuitions, uh, you know, voices, visions, angels, and so forth. Uh, more and more that is happening. And, and what I want to do, you know, is, is connect the dot. You know, these people have these experiences, but they haven't shared it with anyone. And so I want them to interconnect and network and then work together for positive change. And that can be so powerful when that happens. Agreed. That's wonderful what you're doing. And we will get into stories from your book into the next segment. And that actually brings us to our next break. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra. And we're talking to leading integrative medicine expert and author, Dr. Jim Roach. And in the next segment, Dr. Jim is going to share some stories from his book, God's House Calls, Finding God Through My Patients. Stay close and we'll see you again soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. A new health and wellness community is coming in 2015 called wholetreatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. 
As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together, we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at WCubedCommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. And welcome back, everyone. I am your host, Sandra Malhotra, and today we're talking to leading integrative medicine expert and author, Dr. Jim Roach. In the last segment, Dr. Jim explained how his book, God's House Calls, came to be and the scientific basis for spiritual experiences. This just isn't woo-woo stuff. This is very valid, and we should embrace and even expect spiritual experiences and not fear or belittle them. So now, Dr. Jim, can you explain what insights or understanding you want to leave readers with when they read the book and then perhaps share some stories from the book? Sure, absolutely. Well, first of all, I would emphasize is that these experiences are very, very common. I think that's what's unique to my my book and and its revelations is that, listen, uh, that you know maybe twenty, thirty percent of the population has had these experiences. Imagine experiencing God and not being able to share uh, that with anyone out of fear. You know, be bursting at the seams with that. So. Um, that's one big message that I want to get across. And the second is that, you know, we can live life without fear. And that when we live life without fear, it's a lot more pleasant, right? We're not Agreed. in a fight-or-flight process all the time, which raises our cortisol, suppresses our hormones, and leads to a catabolic state where our body's breaking down. When you can achieve that, what I would call zen-like state, of being at peace and all the time, then that's the healing, regenerative mode that we can achieve. So I think it's important to teach the world that we should not stigmatize these experiences because so many have had them. They're valid experiences. And once these individuals network with each other, they're going to be a powerful force for the good out there. And yeah, I think it's important, again, that, that these individuals, whatever their experience is, they understand God from that point forward. You know, it's not like they say, well, I have faith in God after that. They know God. You know, it's like you and I meeting. You know, it's not that I have faith that I met you. You know, I know you did. And these individuals, you know, once you experience God, once you met God, you don't have doubts about that. And it transforms your life. You become more mission-oriented with that. You know, some That's short, right. Yeah, you tend to not fear life or fear death when you trust correct. in the universe and the love that's all around you. Yeah, because you also know that healing is always available. And, you know, life's not, we're not supposed to be richy rich where everything goes perfectly. That's not what we're here for. We're here to have up and down experiences so that we can learn from that, so we can learn forgiveness. You know, one of the big lessons of life is to learn to 100% forgive ourselves, Absolutely. forgive others. And so uh, sometimes we need more powerful negative experiences to be able to learn how to forgive in that manner. Uh, you know, some of the stories that, that I love, you know, one of my favorite stories is a fascinating one. A woman who was divorced moved into a house that was in front of the cemetery, and she would walk in her house, and she would notice the shadow in the house. <laughs> and it was uh, the outline of a, a soldier, a big hat, a long trench coat, and she figured out it was a Civil War era. And then she determined that every time she came in through the front door, the shadow was coming through the back door. 
And at night when she was asleep, the shadow would stand between her bedroom door and the bathroom door. One night while she was asleep, she felt a tug at her nightgown. It was the shadow waking her up, and her ex-husband had just parked his car out front. She figured out that that shadow was there to protect her. Wow. And after that, for the next several years, she really was so pleased that the shadow was there to help her out and hated moving away from that. Yes. Uh, another a spiritual story, I had a patient who, uh, when he was 18 years old, uh, had a near-death experience, and uh, he was in Okinawa, ran into a building, would have gone over a cliff if, if he'd not, and then he felt the peace and love and spent the next 10 years you know, traveling the world to try to understand that spiritual experience. But then at the end of the 10 years, he began to doubt. And finally he said, God, prove to me the reality of you. Well, be careful what you ask for. A few days later, he was driving down the road. He got broadsided. And the next thing he knew, he felt like he was naked in a chair in the middle of New York City, kind of bound. Couldn't get under it, couldn't get around it. And then he felt in the presence of the power of powers. And then he intuited his ancestors there. And the question was, you know, what, what are you back here for? You had this experience. What is it that you don't get? And he was running for his last chance. And then finally, he felt the peace and love and then came back. And, um, and then he truly understood, and he's yes. the most impressive individual I've, I've met in so many ways. And so uh, have you also had some spiritual experiences? <laughs> well, I have had some interesting experiences, not to that degree, but, uh, for example, well, it began, I think, at a uh, American Board Integrated Holistic Medicine Conference. I had a rotator cuff, cuff tear in my shoulder. I held up my hand when the panel, after one of the lectures, was answering questions and asked for solutions, and they didn't have any good ones. But then someone came up to me. Uh, it was a Reiki master who'd flown the ocean from the Orient to be at this conference. said, would you like to be healed? And I said, well, sure. And they held their hands over my shoulders and said, say whatever comes to mind. And what came to mind was I wasn't able to say goodbye to my mother when she oh. died in a car wreck on yeah, New Year's Eve in 1994. And I teared up. And then afterwards, well, my shoulder actually felt the same, but the next morning I woke up, the pain was completely gone. I was completely healed. You know, that chi was unstuck at that point. Uh, I had a spiritual guide show up in my life, and this was last April. I'd planned my first conference for practitioners, but I was uh, charging a big price, four times more than what other uh, similar events uh, were charging. I'd only had two people sign up, and it was just a month away. And I thought, is this a good idea? The spiritual healer showed up. Uh, she lived in Arizona, and uh, she, it had come to her the word Ashland, and then a college on a hill, and she had to solve this riddle. She traveled to Ashland, Oregon, no answers. Then she and her husband moved to Kentucky, and then she came to my office. There was a college on a hill on the edge of town. She figured out that was a part of it, and then she YouTubed and found me giving a testimony for Madeira Foundation in Ashland, Oregon. I connected the dots. She said, whatever force behind this is very powerful because it caused me to move here, caused me to go to Ashland, Oregon, and my message is this event is supposed to happen. So we had a successful conference. We had six attend, but very spiritual. Then we had another one. We had 17 attend from 10 states, from California to New Jersey, from Wisconsin to Texas. We had practitioners from all over the country coming to this conference. So yes, indeed, it was supposed to happen. Yeah, so she helped you overcome any doubt that you may yes, have been feeling. She, the thing was that I knew it was real because was I had not announced where it was going to be. I knew in my head where mm -hmm. the conference was going to be. But she said, your, your event at Midway College next month is supposed to happen. I said, how did you know oh. at Midway College? <laughs> I haven't told anyone yet. But she knew, and you know, she checked my fingers, and she gave me a lot of other wonderful advice. And I asked her, I said, well, I'm thinking about writing a book about spiritual stories. And she said, it's written in stone. <laughs> wow. She was dead on with that advice as well. Very interesting. Okay, we still have several minutes left, and so I yeah. think I interrupted you when you were telling some stories from the book. Please continue. Yeah, well, there, you know, a lot of people wonder, well, you know, do dogs um, travel with us to the other side? Mm -hmm. uh, I had uh, one story where a, a woman had lost her favorite pet dog, and she was in a prayer circle and praying, and then she looked up, and across the prayer circle was Jesus walking towards her with his arms outstretched. 
So she stood up to embrace Jesus, and her old pet dog walked out from behind Jesus. Uh, and so as she embraced Jesus, Jesus and the dog both vaporized at the same time. A fascinating horse story. Uh, this woman had been very close to uh, this particular horse. And uh, finally, though, she had a severe illness and, um, and died. And right at the time she died, that horse was about a mile away, was being loaded on a trailer. And the horse reared up, and it fractured its neck and had to be put down. And immediately the horse um, went to this woman, and, and the story was told by a third individual who's very intuitive. And she had the vision that this horse went to the individual and helped her transition to oh. the other side. Because you know, a lot of people need help transitioning. Uh, speaking of, of that, a, another a really good story, Paul Decker. A lot of people, you know, Fast and Furious, uh, that a new movie I think has just come out with that. You know, when he died, uh, Paul Decker showed up in the brain a few weeks later of this individual I've met who's an Ivy League person. And she's a real shy individual. And um, Paul Decker was saying, when I'm at home, no one notices me. They act like I'm not there, and I go to work, and nobody pays any attention to me. And he was just very distraught with that. And she figured out what was going on and took him to someone a couple of weeks later that helped him to transition. So now Paul Decker comes back again to her, but now with grateful messages about you know, thanking her for helping him transition to the other side. So yes. be sure to go to the light, you know, when you die. <laughs> Next with the light. Don't be afraid. It'll be wonderful. Absolutely. But also, you know, we want everyone to transition in order to do so. You know, live your mission that you're meant to live on this earth. You know, we're here for a purpose, for, for mission. You know, find out what that mission is that makes the world a better place that you love to do and spend 100% of your energy to see that that mission gets accomplished. Absolutely. Very well put. Yeah, I really think it's important work that you're doing in terms of destigmatizing these spiritual experiences. Because like you said, so many of us have them. I've had some. And uh, to not be ashamed of them and to understand them and to even revel in them because they are actually quite beautiful. So I really love that you are making this your mission to help people feel much more comfortable with the spiritual aspects of our existence. Yeah. And that actually does bring us to our final break. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra. And we're talking to leading integrative medicine expert and author, Dr. Jim Roach. And in the final segment, we will summarize and find out what's next for Dr. Jim, because he has big plans beyond God's house calls. We'll wrap up on the flip side. See you in a few. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. A new health and wellness community is coming in 2015 called HoldTreatment.com. As a practitioner, you can increase your visibility by creating a detailed profile, posting blogs, advertising online and live events, and accepting online appointments. As a client, you can learn about holistic healing modalities, research practitioners to find the best one for you, and conveniently book online appointments, all for free. We aspire to change the way healthcare is practiced, and together we can do it. Visit whole-treatment.com to find out more. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. And welcome back. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra. And today we covered many fascinating subjects with leading integrative medicine expert and author, Dr. Jim Roach. We discussed how Dr. Jim evolved from a Western allopathic physician to an integrative one and how he treats patients more holistically now and with great success. He discussed how his practice focuses on emotional and spiritual well-being as well and how he has been witness to many spiritual phenomena with his patients. These experiences are culminated in his new book, God's House Calls, Finding God Through My Patients. And Dr. Jim kindly shared several stories from it, which I found really fascinating. If you would like to purchase it, go to Amazon.com. Now, Dr. Jim, you treat patients from all over the country in your office in Midway, Kentucky. If anyone would like to learn more, can you remind us of your website and other contact information? Yes, my office website is themidwaycenter.com, so T-H-E. Midway Center, C-E-N-T-E-R dot com. And then I also have a website for practitioners, for those who want to attend my Extraordinary Practice Conference, which the next one is in November, November 20th and 21st, and I speak for 15 hours over those two days. My nutritional digestive expert as well speaks during that. And that website is www.drroach.net, so that's D-R-R-O-A-C-H, Net. And, of course, the website for our book is uh, godshousecalls.com, G-O-D-S, uh, housecalls.com. Yes, and I know there's a lot of information on your Midway Center website about many of the conditions that you treat. And so if anyone is going through such a challenge, uh, especially the ones that you listed, uh, they may want to pay you a visit. Right, now, yeah. Yeah, I know that you also host group discussions and conferences. You just hinted at one. Uh, what other events do you have planned for the rest of this year and maybe next year? Well, uh, the big thing really for me at this point is out promoting the book. I'm cutting back to three days a week in May so I can get out and speak to as many people, uh, whether it be churches or corporations or other organizations. I'll be on the airwaves around the country. I think I mentioned to you before we came on air about the tantalizing possibility that may be coming up in the near future on the national stage. Stay tuned, everyone. (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm just so excited. You know, God is is clearly sending me this direction without a doubt. I feel so excited about that, and and I have complete trust with all of the good things that are going to transpire as a result of that. So, yeah, if uh, you want me to come present, I uh, will be... Uh, interested in traveling and speaking uh, around the country. Yes, and I wish you all the success in the world with this book. I think you're delivering a very powerful message. And you had briefly mentioned the Extraordinary Practice Conference. Do you want to talk about that for just a moment? Because that sounds like a pretty amazing thing also. So as I mentioned, I've been to 35 national conferences, and I associate with drug companies. I've spent 10,000 hours in front of the computer, reviewing research and studying, you know, my mentors, Don Yance, the top botanical medicine expert in the country, Dwight McKee, who's the top integrative oncologist in the country before he retired. Recently, you know, Bob Anderson with American Board of Integrative Holistic Medicine is, I consider, a mentor. And so all these mentors and all of this time and research has taught me an immense amount that I've got to be able to... Um, experience with my patients, you know, how those approaches work. And, you know, we treat the toughest to treat disorders. So my goal now with this Extraordinary Practice Conference is to teach practitioners all of this information, you know, from nutritional to botanical to integrative holistic to functional medicine, all in one event. And, uh, you know, many attendees find that they get a lot more from this than they get from functional medicine conferences, for example, but mm-hmm. also success. You know, in 2003, I hit bottom financially, and then my uh, income, you know, tenfold higher, you know, ten years later. So I can teach you how to financially succeed with what you do and not have fear about breaking outside of the conventional medical model, how you can love your practice and impart that joy to your patients. 
I think those are the key words, breaking out of the fear-based model and doing something that you love because success has to follow if you're doing something that you love and you're operating at that vibration. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I understand that although you're going to be very busy with this book for the near future, you may have some others kicking around in your uh, mind. <laughs> you know, we were talking uh, at one point about, uh, yeah, I try to assess within the first 30 seconds when a patient comes in, whether they're laid back individuals or whether they're more energetic or anxious. Because when they're energetic or anxious, I find that they almost always have this gene mutation called COMT. And so I mentioned to you that, you know, with that gene mutation, that uh, you don't get rid of norepinephrine, you don't get rid of dopamine as readily. So whenever your adrenaline kicks in, for example, when a door closes suddenly, you startle readily. If you wake up with a negative thought in the middle of the night, you have negative thoughts for the next hour. Caffeine will hype you up more than others. And you have fluctuating moods tied in with that dopamine and then also more prone to seasonal affective disorder. But you also don't get rid of estrogen. That leads to more anxiety, panic, obsessiveness. You know, those individuals cross their T's, dot their eyes, and estrogen promotes autoimmune processes. So more autoimmune-type conditions, and you don't get rid of toxins, so more chronic disorders. So that's all. For, and the personality type is typically someone who gives and gives and gives, mm-hmm. but has inner resentment because, because they're not appreciated. So all that from just a 30-second assessment of, you know, are you an energetic, anxious person, or are you laid back? Mm-hmm. So that's a book on COMT that I'm looking at doing, a pregnancy book I'd like to do as well because there's so much we can do in that direction. Uh, So those are a couple of things that I have on tap. Wonderful. Well, we definitely look forward to hearing more from you. And uh, I just want to wrap up by saying that I definitely agree that there's a valid basis for all of the spiritual phenomena that you discussed and that we should all be more open to them. And I think your book is going to shine the light in that direction. And if we are open to them, they can help us along our spiritual journey and help us move beyond mere cerebral smarts and become the loving and forgiving beings who live in a state of grace that we're meant to be. So I wish you the best of luck in raising awareness about all of this and all the success in the world for your new book and the new books yet to come. All right. Thank you so much, Sandra. Thanks for having me on the show. (laughs) Thank you. And that's actually all the time that we have for today. And I'd like to thank Dr. Jim again for sharing his amazing insights with us and previewing his new book, God's House Calls, Finding God Through My Patients. Again, it was such a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, Sandra. Thank you. And next week, our guest will be Earthkeeper Adam C. Hall, who made the journey from ambitious real estate developer to someone who undevelops land slated for development and preserves the sacred spaces for generations to come. As an Earthkeeper, Adam is keenly aware of the interconnectedness of all things that we discussed today and has a great reverence for the Earth and all of its inhabitants. His life journey is a fascinating one also and is contained in his book called Earthkeeper as we will discuss. So join us for another thought-provoking show next week. Until then, let's scoot over to Twitter, at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In the coming week, think of the changes that you could make to regenerate your body, mind, and spirit.